What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Lucas Fryman. I hope everyone has had a fantastic week. Man. All right. So let me. Okay. We, we got a few things to talk about. Now, today is going to be a quick show. I just want to preface it that um, with it being the holidays, your boy's busy. So um, I don't have any guests today, but we are going to talk about all the local teams like we always do. Um, we're going to spend an extended period of time on you know what, because... Um, it's 1247 right now when I'm recording. Um, everyone is aware of the news, but I'm going to get there. And then I'll also quickly talk about how a portion of mine, Brian's, and Michael's pick went, uh, picks went for the college football, and then how my NFL picks played out this weekend. So like I said, this is going to be a quick hitter. Um, I'm sorry for that. But, you know, Friday is going to be, you know, the news is still going to all be the same. It's going to be a very, very in-depth Friday. We're going to be talking NFL playoffs with all three of us. Um, we'll talk more about the college football playoffs. Um, and we'll definitely uh, have both of our experts on to talk UK and Bengals. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. So first, we're going to talk about UK. and obviously. Everyone is well aware that UK was able to get the victory over Louisville. Um, it was 71-58, uh, never really a close game. Um, Hero finally, finally had the game that we've been waiting for him to have. He, he was clicking, he was hitting his shot, 4 of 6 from 3, 10 of 13 from the field in general. Uh, just a very well-played game by all of our starters, honestly. And then Haggins, um, he had a really good game. Um, just as far as he's really stepped up um, and really motivating. I, I was seeing so many things trending about him and his passion and his fire. Um, he's inspiring a lot of these UK fans. And I think that that is important, honestly, for this fan base. Um, we need to feel inspired. We were a little bit frustrated on how this thing starts, but beating UNC, beating Louisville, we are now going to head into January um, ready to take on the SEC, and it is going to be nuts, to say the least. But, obviously, I'm not going to spend too much time on that because we still need to get our UK insider, Michael McCarty, in, and that will happen on Friday. Trust me. Next... We have, I'm going to go to NKU Basketball. Hold on, I'm writing down the timestamp. Yes, I'm sorry. have to do this the old-fashioned way. Uh, Northern Kentucky University, they were able to get both of the wins that I thought that they were capable of. They won 92-77 to over IUPUI. Um, Drew McDonald, stellar game, 6-9 from the floor. <clears throat> Excuse me. Anybody else having issues with this weather messing with your sinuses? No? Yes? Okay. Maybe it's just me. Um, 24 points, 12 rebounds. Great game for Drew McDonald. He got some good contribution from Sharp uh, with 16 points and a good scoring uh, output from a couple of their bench players. Um, Nelson had 10 and so did Tate. So great game there. Really no doubt in that one. And then they were able to come out versus UIC on Sunday and get another victory to move 12-3 and on the season. They won 73-58. to uh, This time, Jalen Tate coming off of the bench just went insane. 
8 for 11 from the floor, 2 for 3 from 3, uh, 6 assists, 3 rebounds, and 25 points led all scores that day. Drew McDonald almost had a 20-20. He had 19 points and 20 rebounds. Great absolutely great game um my only concern with this game is there was a very uh large lack of assists it was a lot of one you know iso ball uh which didn't uh pan out too well for some of our other players like sharp and robinson who only had two and one points respectively um so that is something that we'll need to make sure we go away away from is some of this hero ball we need to get more assists but nonetheless, don't want to bash too hard. They won two games in three days. That's hard to do in college basketball. You're tired. So good job. They did their business. They did what they needed to do. And now they'll move on into the new year and kick it off with a game Thursday versus Oakland. Oakland is a 6-9 and nine team. Um, NKU is favorited 64%. Um, they, uh, Oakland does have a really good player in Xavier Hill Mayus. Um, he averages 22 points fit and shoots over 50% from the floor. So that is something that they'll have to keep an eye on. Um, but good thing, kind of like UIC Oakland, good scoring team averaging about the same as NKU, but NKU's defense is far better as they, uh, Oakland averages 80 points per game allowed and NKU only averages 65 so defense is going to be the key in this game to make sure that we keep Oakland away and secure another victory for the Norse. All right, now I can take a breath because I hustled through those first ones. Even though they're very important, this is the thing that obviously everyone wants to talk about today. This of New Year's Day 2018. New Year's Eve, sorry. <clears throat> wow. It's hard to say this, guys and crazy to say this, but after 16 years or 16 seasons really is the, I think the correct way of saying it. Um, Marvin Lewis at 11 AM today was announced that he and Mike Brown have decided that he is no longer the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. Let that sink in. I just knocked my pen off. <laughs> I, I'm i kind of like shell-shocked, okay? I knew that this was probably going to happen this season, if not next. And I think just the weird idea is I've never known a different coach than Marvin Lewis. You know, I started watching in 2000, 2003 when he took over. So I feel a little like... Guilty and a little, you know, nostalgia is lost that Marvin Lewis is not the coach of the Bengals. That's what I've known and breathed for the last 16 seasons. But, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I have to keep clearing my throat. <sighs> okay. Obviously, I have, and Brian has, called for the firing of Marvin Lewis. He's had way too many years and Mike Brown has kept him on the cheap because he likes him. He is somewhat of a good coach and a great recruiter, as me and Brian say time and time again. Um, he's been pertinent to this organization. I'm not going to downgrade what he's done, but you can't go 0-7 over 16 years when everyone else who's in the same category as you has one or more playoff wins and 
one or more Super Bowls. Like, that's just the daunting thing to think about. I think the graphic that is the most disturbing ever is that of showing the longest tenures. They showed this after Michael McCarthy got fired. McCarthy got fired. Um, the longest tenures in football had Bill Belichick up top um, because he has uh, 18 years. Um, he had, I think, like 12 or 11 playoff appearances and obviously five Super Bowls. Then everyone below him, Michael McCarthy, he had nine. Sean Payton had six uh, or, or, or 11 or something. Like all of them had more than like five playoff wins and all of them under Marvin Lewis had one Super Bowl win. And the only one above him was Bill Belichick, who of course has a crap ton of everything. That's inexcusable, and that signifies laziness and complacency and settling by an organization. And that's what Mike Brown has done for countless years. Even though Marvin Lewis, I don't want to say, is a bad coach, okay? He, he's had great times. You don't get to the playoffs as much as he did with, by being a bad coach, okay? And he's also found talent that many other teams could never have found. He's had arguably some of the best NFL rosters in history on the Bengals. But at the end of the day, he's a good coach. He's not a great coach. And that's why we always faltered and fell short. And he could not rile the, you know, rally the troops the way he had to. And that's why we've been wanting him to go. And it's bittersweet, in my opinion. I know everyone I'm seeing is, you know, just so overjoyed. But here's the thing that we have to remind ourselves. It is good that Marvin Lewis is now leaving. We're now going to try to bring in some sort of change. We're going to see what happens when change is brought into this organization and what becomes of this. But here's something that everyone needs to remember. From 1991 to 2002... Before Marvin Lewis took over the team, we had zero playoff uh, bursts. Zero. We weren't even good enough to make the playoffs. Okay, we were we were the Browns before the Browns. We were incompetent. We had no hope. We were the laughing stock of the NFL. We were garbage. And then. Marvin Lewis came in. He inspired change. He brought in some great personnel. He 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 finds head coaches as defensive coordinators all the time. Um found great players and turned this organization around in 3 seasons. That's all it took to become a playoff team. And from there, he was able to get us to the playoffs a couple times and then we got on that great 5-year run. That really, in my opinion, is what was the most damning to him. is the fact that we made it five years straight, so we had great teams, and you couldn't get one. I think if he had won one, maybe two playoff games, we would be speaking about him in a different light. And honestly, we fans would probably be wanting him still here today. But instead, because we always have come up short, we have always been devastated at the end of the season. 
We called for change. I called for change. And now it's happened. But I'm just nervous that we're going to that we're going to learn something, okay? That we're looking past what Marvin was able to do. Marvin brought us back into consideration in the NFL of being a legitimate franchise. Remember that. We were nothing before him, okay? So we must, we must thank him for that. But there's a reason why we are nothing before him and why I'm concerned as to what happens after him. Mike Brown is the common denominator in this entire equation. He, as an owner, is, I think, our reason for what's happened. Not that Marvin Lewis does not need to accept some of this blame. Obviously, he did not do his part of the coach, and that is obviously why he needed to lose a job. Plain and simple, he does not deserve to be our NFL head coach. But people thinking that this change is all we needed, as long as, you know, we don't hire Hugh because that's what everyone's afraid of. If you think that this change is all that was needed to turn around this franchise, you're drastically wrong. Marvin is the start, and it's a good sign that Mike Brown is willing to make that change at the top of his coaching staff finally after 16 years. But what follows could potentially be worse, everybody. And this is why I wanted to, you know, have this longer conversation. We're all celebrating now, but this could be the beginning of the end, in all honesty, for this organization. Mike Brown has always been and always will be the main problem. You see, Marvin Lewis, he tried to do some things with this organization, tried to do some things with the training facilities, and Mike Brown always shut him down. Why? Money. This coaching job is the most hush-hush out of any of the other organizations in the NFL. No one truly knows how this place is run except the fact that Mike Brown is the end-all, be-all. He makes the say. And that is not how a lot of organizations are ran. And what I'm worried about is the next head coach that comes in, whoever it may be, are they going to be able to handle that? Is anybody going to be able to handle that? And what will ultimately become of this franchise now that we're not going to have the great recruiting of Marvin Lewis and we're still going to have the cheapskate that is Mike Brown. So that is why I don't know how excited I am about this. It's a good start, but everyone needs to weather their excitement because this change signifies nothing. Because Mike Brown is the person that needs to change. And he's done something new in letting Marvin go. But we have to see if he's changed and everything else. Or we're going to repeat either this cycle of the last 16 years with Marvin. Or the 14 years before that. And that is what is scary to think.
But anyways, that concludes the local portion of this show. Um, I forgot to say at the beginning, but obviously uh, the local hour is always brought to you by SeatGeek. Go to SeatGeek.com or download the SeatGeek app and use code DOUBLETECHNICAL to save $20 off your first ticket purchase. If I could say that, my goodness. Um, So instead of taking a break like I usually do in between segments, like I said, this is going to be a shorter show. I'm already a little bit late loading it up. It's uh, 1.05. I'm sorry about that. Um, We are going to really quickly talk about our college football picks. If you didn't see, I uploaded our updated list as to who got what right after Saturday. I'm not doing too good. (laughs) Um, Me and Brian picked Michigan versus Florida. Florida demolished Michigan. I'm not even going to tell you the final score because I'm too disgraced by it. Uh, Michael did have Florida winning. He picked the SEC because he is an SEC guy. Uh, so Michael was 1-0 from the start there. Then we had the college football playoffs. Um, Notre Dame versus Clemson. Clemson easily took care of Notre Dame, which I had Notre Dame. So that's another X for me. Um, and Brian and Michael had Clemson. So they're both right there. And then I had Oklahoma, and it ended up being Bama, uh, which both of them had. So they uh, Brian started out 2-1, and one, and Michael is 3-0. and oh to start our picks. So, and I'm 0 and 3, but we're just not going to talk about me because I took my picks to be sarcastic and satirical. Uh and just to be opposite because who wants all of us to pick the same games, right? But anywho, yeah. That's uh that's it as far as the college football goes. Now we're going to wrap it up with the NFL. So, I'm uh, really quickly going to go through the games that I picked. And uh, guys, I did good. I actually did good for once. I am. Uh, I'm so I'm so proud of myself. I didn't. I honestly did not think that I was going to. Uh, to to do good. <laughs> um, if that's the right way to say it. Um, Let's see. So, whew, all right. To start, we had, I had the Bengals who were plus 14 and a half against the Steelers. The Bengals lost to the Steelers only 16 to 13. Uh, so that was an easy cover there. Uh, then I had the Dolphins plus four and a half. Yeah, that was a big mistake. The Bills won 42 to 17 over the Dolphins. Absolutely disgraceful game for the Dolphins. Uh, and that is why Adam Gase has been fired. There, by the way, has already been like six coaches fired. I'm not going to go through all of them because they don't really pertain to us and aren't extremely important. But the NFL is about to go through a ton of change. And I wonder how these organizations are all, including our own, going to rebound from starting anew from something because most of these coaches have been with them uh, two or more seasons and that usually is how you define a culture is having them there for longer periods so it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens um next we had I had the Lions who were plus eight they defeated the Packers 31 to zero yeah that was that was an easy win for me uh then I had the Texans who were minus six and a half they beat the Jaguars 20 to three uh that is another point for me um and then I had the Patriots versus the Jets. Uh, Patriots were minus 13 and a half. The Jets um, definitely did not cover that 38 to three, man. 
35 point win that's impressive Patriots got me another victory here was a big mistake by me because I did not read things um, I was unaware that Drew Brees was sitting out this game so I picked the Saints minus seven and a half and the Panthers won 33 to 14 so yeah sad face uh, the Cowboys were plus six versus the Giants and they won 36 to 35 securing me another W there Falcons were minus a point and a half, and they beat the Fal- uh, Buccaneers 34-32. to Barely. I mean, barely covering that spread for me. Thank you, Falcons. Uh, then I took the Ravens, who were minus five and a half. They won against the Browns, knocking out the Steelers. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I was so happy about that. Uh, they won 26-24. Uh, really close game. Came down to the wire, but then a great interception on 4th and ten. Uh, to secure it for the Ravens, they got their playoff berth. Um, I wonder. I, I, I'm kind of interested to see how effective they are going to be in the playoffs. But I'll talk about that in a minute. Of all the, a quick preview uh, or quick info of all the games, and then Friday we're going to tell you all of our picks. Then I had Eagles, who were minus seven. They won twenty-four to zero. So easy W there for me. Uh, Chiefs going up against the Raiders were minus 13 and a half. They won 35 to three, 32 point victory right there. Uh, the bears were plus four and a half. Cause everyone thought the Vikings were going to go on a show as they needed to win to get into the playoffs. They did not though. Uh, Kirk cousins just looked abysmal. Um, bears took care of business 24 to 10 victory over the Vikings. Uh, then I had the chargers who were negative six and a half on the spread. They won 23 to nine easily covering that for me as well. Rams were minus 10 versus the 49ers. They won 48-32. Uh, good game for them to get back on track. Jared Goff threw four touchdowns. It's uh, That's kind of what he needs after having almost two straight games with four interceptions. So it was it was a good turnaround for him. Uh, then another one that I got wrong, sadly. I, I still don't know how this happened. Uh, the Seahawks won 27-24 over the Cardinals, but they were 13.5-point favorites, and I took them, so they obviously did not cover that. Uh, and then I had the Colts, who were minus 3.5 against the Titans, the win-to-get-in game, and they won 33-17. Your Colts, Michael, are in the playoffs, and Andrew Luck moves to 11-0 all-time versus the Titans. So, if you were keeping count, I went 12-4. Yes, 12-4, that is the best that I have ever done, period. And I am so happy that I ended uh, the year on a good note, even though I only started doing these about four weeks ago. But still, it feels great. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, that's it as far as you know, going through my picks. Now, quick preview of the playoffs, the games that everyone is going to be watching come... Um, Saturday and Sunday, I believe. We have the Colts going up against the Texans. That's a divisional matchup that is going to be very interesting. Uh, Then we have the Eagles versus the Bears. Can Nick Foles do it again? Can he lead these Eagles as Carson Wentz went went down? Can he lead them back to the promised land of the Super Bowl? That is the story that I'm most interested in. And can the Chicago Bears step up and, you know, really go on this Super Bowl run that nobody, I mean, absolutely nobody expected at the beginning of this year. Uh, and then we have the Chargers versus the Ravens. This uh, They just played two weeks ago, so it's going to be very interesting to see how they both change up their game plan knowing the other person. 
Um, Ravens were able to get the victory over the Chargers last time. That would be huge for the Ravens. They were able to get it again, especially with Lamar Jackson, guys. Rookie quarterback at the helm. He has been doing very good for them. And, boy, it's going to be an interesting game. But I picked the Chargers to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, so I'm going to hope that they, you know, do that. And then we have another revenge game, Seahawks versus the Cowboys. I believe they played this year. Um, yeah, that that one's going to be interesting. I have no trust in the Cowboys ever. But that's just me. So, yeah, that's everything that I wanted to talk about, guys. Again, I'm sorry for the short show, but uh promise that Friday is going to be another one of those long ones. It's going to be action-packed, a lot of things in there. Um, we're going to learn a lot about the Bengals and what's going to happen with their head coaching spot within, within the next few days. So we'll definitely be able to talk about that a little bit further and with Brian, which is key. So I hope everyone has a great night tonight. This is New Year's Eve, so have a great New Year's Day. Uh, celebrate 19, uh, 2019 on the right foot. And uh, like Double Te- Technical Podcast and follow us on all, all of the different platforms. And please share. Um, share us around, help us get a little bit of, uh, exposure. Um, and you can go to anchor and you can follow us there. You can donate to us. Every little bit helps. We appreciate, um, anything you do, or you can use the code double technical, uh, double technical for, uh, $20 off your first ticket purchase at SeatGeek. So this is Lucas Fryman. This is the double technical podcast. Everyone have a great new year's day and a great new year's, a new year's Eve day. guys. This is why I I should not talk fast. Everyone, have a great New Year's Eve and have a great New Year's Day. And I will be back here with Michael, with Brian, to talk to you about everything sports, everything local on Friday.